Hey everyone, welcome to Where's My Stethoscope? This is Nurse Danielle. Today's episode, we're talking to some nurse leaders about the moment I knew, meaning the moment I knew I was meant to be a nurse. Thank you all for joining us. Today, we have several nurse leaders here with us. We are going to have them tell us their story. I'm going to ask them some really deep questions, and we're going to get into it right now. So, Nurse Danny, I'm going to talk to you first. So, tell us about yourself. Give us a little bit of background about your career. Well, my background in nursing is um, primarily pediatric. would you like to know about like what got me into nursing? Yeah, or, or, everything. Just tell so, us about tell yeah, us about you. My well, so to give you the short of it in terms of my career is, is pediatrics, and then um, I went into uh, nursing research and pursued a, an advanced degree in that area. Um, but before that, um, before I worked in pediatrics, I actually helped out with um, plastic surgery a little bit. Nothing, nothing major. Just kind of. Um, short stay sort of stuff, kind of helping a physician in my local town. Um, But outside of that, I think that's kind of the the progression of um, I worked in oncology and uh, hematology in in Pete's, which was a a lot of fun. It was very challenging, but it was very interesting. And then research-wise, I went into uh, research um, cardiac conditions for people who have implanted devices and quality of life. So... Excellent. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. We all know Nurse Debbie. She was on one of our previous podcasts. Do you want to just give us a teensy-weensy little bit of a reintroduction? Well, hi there. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I I was a um, – nursing's my third career. So um, I started out as uh, in business. So in, I worked in the business field for a while, stayed home and took and raised my children and, had, and was in child care. And then uh, switched to nursing at age 40. So um, it's always an option, you know, to go into nursing. Um, I've been in different types of nursing. I started out in med surge, went to surgery, student health services, case management, just about any kind of nursing that um, interested me, I've tried. And now I'm in education. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Nurse Sherlina, you're up next. Tell us about yourself. I'm Nurse Sherlina, and I was born and raised in Appalachia, Ohio, and um, you may hear a little twang because of that, (laughs) but uh, my nursing background, I started out as a nursing assistant in long-term care and um, loved what I was doing, but knew I needed to further my education, so I went back and did kind of a different path. I did an LPN, a licensed practical nurse first, continue working in long-term care, and then decided that I needed to continue my education and went to a community college as I was raising a family and received my associate's degree and then furthermore my bachelor's degree and um, started doing clinicals in nursing education at that point as well as working at an acute care hospital on a medical surgical floor. I decided then that I loved the clinical aspect and I wanted to go further and teach in the classroom so that I could perhaps make even um, a bigger impact on nursing students. And so I went back for my master's and later my PhD. And so I've been teaching now for many years, which um, I love. And at the same time, I can't quite give up my practice. Um, I'm one of those educators that continue to work in a per diem role. 
And so I work as a health supervisor or a psych nurse, um, depending on the need at the time at a long-term care facility, as well as doing um, research here at um, a university that I teach at. And uh, I, I love every aspect of nursing and the possibilities that it offers. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we have one more guest with us, Nurse Penny. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Nurse Penny, and I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. And I uh, took the traditional BSN route and um, went to nursing school right out of college, got my BSN. Um, I, my background is heavy in med surge, orthopedics, and leadership. And um, after my BSN, I got my MSN, and that led me into education. And the... Which um, the thing that was interesting to me was being in a manager's role, looking at the new grads coming in from nursing school, and that is what <clears throat> triggered me to get my MSN and look more closely at the transition of practice process. Um, I came, I grew up in a family of physicians and nurses, and so nursing was sort of a logical choice for me, and um, I think that about sums it up. Great. Well, thank you all for agreeing to speak with our students today. I think that they're going to really love what we're bringing uh, to the table for this podcast, which is going to be titled The Moment I Knew. So I'm going to open up the floor to whoever wants to go first. And what I'd like you to talk about is a profound moment you experienced where you knew this was the right profession for you. So tell us a little bit about you know, something major that happened, whether it be at the bedside or while you were teaching, that you knew that this was it, that you were meant to be a nurse. Who would like to go first? Well, I can go first. Great. So, as I said, it was I started um, nursing late in life, and the reason for that is because I never liked being around blood. When anyone would bleed, I'd pass out. I didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, it was terrifying to me. And um, so I avoided it at all costs. It was not a profession that I ever considered until um, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, I was in the hospital with her, and they said, she can discharge home if you can give her uh, her heparin injections, which is a simple sub-Q injection, but for me, it was huge. Um, And she looked at me with her eyes saying, please, will you do this so I can leave this place? And I just stood there and said, well, of course I can do this. And I just wanted to melt into the floor. I didn't think I could do it. It was terrifying to me. Um, But I had to do it for her. And I took care of her for two months before she passed. And the home health care nurse was amazing. She was just life-changing for me. And she said, you should do this. And I went, what? Not me. I'm interested in teaching young children. I love education. I love everything about finding out how people learn and how they process uh, what you teach them and how they apply it. Uh, But I didn't consider the healthcare profession. Um, And so I said, I think I can do this. I love the organization of it. I love being there at end of life. And I felt comfortable with it. So I went back to nursing school and with all intentions throughout all of nursing school to be a hospice nurse. That was my dream. I've done every type of nursing but that. (laughs) (laughs) But my life's not over yet. I had plenty of opportunity to do that. But that's how I knew. I thought, I can do this. It just kind of brought together everything that I loved. Organization, advocating for people, um, just being there at the end of life because 
you don't have to be a hospice nurse to be there at the end of, end of life and give that type of care. So uh, it just kind of brought it all together for me. Awesome. Now I love teaching students <laughs> how to deal with those situations. Yes. I know my first job was um, in med surge, and um, there's a lot of nurses that aren't comfortable with that role. So it came, you know, if I was on shift, it was like if someone's nearing the end, uh, assign those to Debbie. She's comfortable with it. And I, I gladly took it because you do that for your team, right? Um, you help each other out and say, I want to be there. If you're not comfortable, let me do that because right. it's important. To right. let, you know, there's places, everyone shines somewhere. And I felt like that's where I would shine. And that's what I like doing. Awesome. That's great. Danny, how about you? It's kind of a hybrid process. There's a lot of layers to it. Um, my family has a, um, has a, a long history of, of health care. Well, I mean, actually, just one generation, so that's not a long history. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very long history. <laughs> uh, but my, you know, my, my background and, and my community background, you know, I grew up around a lot of nurses, physicians, and teachers. And so um, it was kind of a – where I kind of knew that I wanted to do it was when, um, when a family member of mine was in the hospital, very similarly, for a, um, for a procedure – and just kind of seeing them go through that and then being charged with, with helping them recover from, from that procedure. And it wasn't a major procedure, but it was, it was complex enough that there was, yeah, there was nuances that, that we all needed to understand from, from the teaching that we got from the nurses. And I was like, you know, I could, I could do this. This would be, you know, this is a good way to serve my fellow human beings. And, and, um, and so that was part one of it. And then I got into nursing school, um, and then I said, well, you know what, maybe I want to do social work. So oh, wow. I changed my major from social from nursing to social work. I didn't, I didn't that. know that either. Yeah, and then I said, kind of this record scratch <laughs> moment. Where I was like, Actually, I want to do nursing. So I ran back to the nursing department. I'm like, I'm not semester. Please take me back. Please take me back. I'm like, we'll take it back. And so then I got back and well, then I got into the program and started it. And so um, as I kind of advanced through the program, I realized that I really liked, um, I really liked, pharmacology and I really liked pathophysiology and and so I I actively sought after um, any sort of opportunity to either tutor or to to be assigned to to help out with those classes for the underclassmen and so that's kind of what I did um, and that really kind of lit the fire in my belly so to speak to to think about teaching as a as an eventuality especially those two areas I'm like I love them they're cool um, so. Well, I, I think one um, aspect of, of nursing that really has always appealed to me is, is the education aspect um, and, and teaching patients and teaching future nurses about just all the cool biology that's there. And, and I, I really loved um, this one moment from, um, from my professor. She, she tasked me with taking over a couple classes for, um, for, for farm. And um, so I taught two two classes as you know while I was doing my BSN because I did an, an associates then a BSN and, um, and then, then an advanced um, upper level degree and um, but anyway so part of my BSN curriculum was to to do health education and, and so that was what I did was I, I was with her for my practicum so anyways I, I taught those two courses um, those two class periods not two courses um, 
And <laughs> I got this phone call from her. It was a message, and she's like, you know, I just, I just feel kind of like a mom right now, just telling you I'm really, really proud, <laughs> uh, proud of the fact that you, you know, you did this, and and I just, you know, seeing you develop, and and I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm barking up the right tree here with the, with the education aspect, and and because I'm really into, you know, the, the, the chemistry, the science, and the, and the uh, biology of, of, you know drugs and diseases and so that was kind of the moment that I, I was like okay maybe this is so it was before you even had patients to care for like you knew uh, before he, he, um well i you know, well i guess you were yeah, you had was, your associate's yeah, degree, I had my so. associate's okay, degree. Okay, yeah. um so yeah it was, it was somewhere along that line okay. and so yeah that's kind of that that sentinel moment where i was like yeah. oh okay <laughs> it was a way to go i think it's interesting because a lot of people think when I was thinking about this question and how I wanted to talk about it, I kept thinking like bedside moments, bedside moments, but like what was that one patient or that one thing that happened? And, and the moment that I could think of was not at the bedside either. Like you were teaching and that's how you knew like these all are all the pieces that I need to be a nurse. And when I was thinking about my moment, it wasn't at the bedside either. It was actually... I I was trying to prove someone wrong. Imagine that with my personality. <laughs> so it sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, so I also took the associate's degree path, and and I had a professor. And, and this is also part of the reason why I'm in education now too, because I've always wanted to be a teacher, and I've always wanted to be a nurse, and I could never. It was so hard for me to choose which one I wanted to do. So I was at clinical with a professor who was also my adult health instructor. And while we were at clinical, she said, you know, I just don't think you're ever going to be a nurse. I just don't think you have what it takes. And I, I, I mean, I, it was like having a huge thing just stab into my heart. Like, what do you mean I'm not meant to be a nurse? And I, and I, my thought at that moment was watch me, watch me prove you wrong. It had nothing to do with like my patients. And I did. And then I feel like I excelled really well at the bedside. And then I started teaching in clinical and I'm like, I need to be a teacher so that I never, my students will never experience that moment that I had to experience with that teacher. And so I try it. Yes, I'm, I'm a stickler and I'm tough, but I'm that way for a reason. But I would never, ever want a student to experience the, that moment that I had, even though it was a great moment for me and it was a profound moment like, no, this is what I meant to do. This is where I'm meant to be and I'm going to prove you wrong. And you know, it wasn't a bedside thing. I've had really great bedside moments with patients where I'm like, yep, yep, this is it. Yep. I've also had really bad moments where I'm like, am I sure I want to be a nurse for the rest of my life? I don't know. But um but yeah, so I, I'm glad that you brought up that it wasn't necessarily like a patient moment because neither was mine. I'm like, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but no, no, it's okay. So I'm glad. Thank you. All right. What, what do you have for us, Ms. Sherlina? <laughs> well, I would say that my nursing career started in the heart of a 12-year-old girl. Um, my grandmother had cancer when I was in junior high, and I was assigned to sit with her during the day so my grandfather um, could go out and work on the farm. And that's when we had a nurse and a nursing assistant who would come into the home and be there to um, help with my grandmother's care, and that really sparked my interest in the nursing profession. Prior to that, um, coming from a, a first-generation family, I didn't really know that nursing existed or what that even was. And so after graduating high school, I started working as a nursing assistant at a long-term care facility, and I really loved interacting with elderly patients that I saw on a daily basis. And although I had a personal family, those patients also became my family. And so a pivotal moment for me was during a 3 to 11 shift, 
Um, I'll never forget it. I was the nursing assistant, and I probably had 25 patients on my um, unit that I was caring for. And we had an LPN who would pass medications and an RN that covered um, probably 50 patients of doing uh, care management things up at the desk. She left her desk and walked all the way down to the end of the hall where I was, actually in the very last patient's room, to tell me that a patient that was in the first room needed a drink of water. And so I was appalled. I was <laughs> upset. I was offended. And I was mostly upset for my patient because my patient was thirsty. And that nurse chose to leave her desk and walk past that patient and come all the way down and find me. <laughs> to get that patient wow. a drink of water. So that And how moment, often do we hear awful. of things? Yeah. It was so, so sad. And I didn't know what to do at the time. I took care of my patient. I went home that night, and I just couldn't get that off my mind, out of my heart, and um, started thinking, you know, how can I make a difference? And that's really what led to me having the desire to be a nursing educator because I thought, okay, I could do something here, take care of it at the moment, but then that's just one nurse and one person. And so I started thinking about the most impactful way would be to get to a position in life where I can have an impact on a lot of students, therefore have an impact on a lot of patients. And so that really was a pivotal moment for me. Thank you. That's great. How about you, Miss Penny? So mine isn't quite as heartfelt as yours. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I started in pre-nursing. Um, again, basically because it seemed like an easy thing to choose based on, you know, the dinner conversations we had <laughs> when I was growing up. And um, then I wasn't so sure. I, I think psych then became something that I was interested in. The psych and nursing sort of had that mirror of wanting to help other people. So um, as I started to do more about psych, I realized probably I would have less opportunity with just a plain psych degree. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just do nursing. And just nursing, right? And, <laughs> um, so I decided that I would do nursing. But in the time that I was deciding where to go to school, I had similar experience that Dan Nurse Danielle had in that <clears throat> I went to this advisor. I assume that's what they are now that I know what they're called in the <laughs> university setting. Um, and that uh, I wanted to go to one school. And the advisor told me not to even reply, that I would never get in. And like um, Danielle, I said, huh. So um, <laughs> I only applied to one school. And I said to myself, if I get in, I'll be a nurse. And if I don't, I won't. And I got in. So that was um, how I got into nursing. And <clears throat> as I got into nursing, I realized psych nursing was not what it, I thought it was going to be. So that was no longer um, an option for me. And I think the pivotal moment for me was a little bit later in my career when a mentor of mine saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And it was the moment where she, uh, that I stepped into leadership. And she had encouraged me to uh, apply for an uh, assistant manager role, at which time that um, <clears throat> I did, and started my career in leadership. And I think for me, that piece about helping actually became about my, my team and my peers. And in a leadership role, I could <clears throat> facilitate their success, remove barriers, and support um, my, my fellow nurses in a way that I couldn't just as a staff member, a team member with them. 
Great. Well, thank you for sharing, everyone. I think that it's really important for our students to see the difference in those pivotal moments. It may happen in school. It may happen before you're even in school. It may happen after when you're at the bedside and you have to do something with the patient. So I think it's really important to share these stories with our students so that they recognize we know how tough nursing school is, first of all, because we've all been there and beyond. And I think that, you know, sometimes they just get stuck in a rut and they think, is this really for me? And I just, I want to encourage them to push through. And if they haven't had that pivotal moment yet, and they're still kind of on the fence, it's either coming and it's going to be there, or maybe they're not meant to be a nurse. I would never want to say that ever, because I really think that even in challenging times, that if your heart's in it and it's really something that you want to do, that you can absolutely push through and you can make it happen. I think modern nursing is more is very different than what it used to be. So it doesn't necessarily mean being at the bedside anymore. So it may not be that being at the bedside is your first love, but there may be something in nursing like education right. or research or whatever that actually would be your end goal and would be where your heart is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the beauty of nursing. If it if I didn't have those opportunities or those options I don't know that I would stay in the profession just for the one position. It's like I need options. I need to know that I can change it up and I can learn more things and new things and use it in different ways because I always have to feel like I'm useful to society. I'm making a difference. And and at times you get in positions where you don't feel that you're making a difference and you need to move on and let someone else step into that role. So with nursing, you have lot of options. Absolutely. Especially when we talk about nurse burnout, I always tell the students, if you're feeling burnt out, just move to a different department (laughs) because it's going to be fresh faces. It's going to be fresh patients. Everything's going to be just a little bit different. So just, just go somewhere else and see how you like it there. Cause so don't get, don't let yourself get so burnt out that you don't want to do nursing anymore. Just find a different way to be a nurse. That's great advice. And I, yeah, absolutely. That kind of makes me think about it. Before, yet again, I'm thinking, this makes me nostalgic, I guess, this whole podcast. <laughs> I'm thinking about the time before I was, or while I was in nursing school, I, I worked on, on farms and I worked in cabinet shops and carpentry. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized, you know, at that time, with conversations with other fellow nursing students who were working in those areas, I'm like, oh, this is an area, too, that potentially could relate to nursing. You know, you get a back injury, you know, you know about it. But I'm like, there's also occupational safety nursing you know i'm sure people love occupational safety people you know inspectors um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate about that kind of thing passionate about industrial health and hygiene that's you know and so in terms of the the breadth of, of options out there in nursing that's you know just another example and i think for my career i change jobs about every five years because you can Because you can. And it's new and it's different. It's challenging. And I've found every position that I've changed has helped and helped me in my next position Mm -hmm. for promotions and moving into different roles. It really has boosted. Even my future, you know, my former career in business has helped a lot, too. And I would just say that whenever I was graduating um, from nursing school a few years ago, it was always, you need to go start as a med surge nurse kind of thing to, um, mm-hmm. to the nursing student. And that was the message I received. And so I did that. But now 
in our modern nursing, the possibilities are endless from the get-go. So if you know that you want to be a NICU nurse or you know you want to be an oncology nurse or you know, you know, whatever it is, maybe you don't actually want to interact with patients, you want to be on the informatics side, you can go straight into that job out of nursing school. And I think that's fabulous. I agree. I think it's, it's such a change because you're right. Even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but that's when I, you know, I've been a nurse for just over 10 years and that was it. You have to have two years of med surge experience before you can go anywhere. And I see our graduates getting these ICU, these critical care, these pediatric positions. I mean, they're going where their passion is and I love it. I love that one, that they're being given the opportunity and two, that they're excelling because we'll check back up with them a couple years later and they're like, oh, I'm the charge nurse in ICU now. I'm like, yay, that's wonderful. <laughs> So I, I love that there are so many opportunities and that, like you said, with mo- the modern nursing environment, we're not locked down to starting somewhere that we're not necessarily passionate about because that passion makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I just wanted to ask you all, um, we kind of got the, the pivotal moment uh, under under our, our belts here done. So what is maybe the weirdest or funniest thing that you have seen while you've worked on the floor? Does anybody have any good, juicy stories? I have one. So okay. I had a new grad <laughs> rounding with me, and I was working neuro, and um, we were in a patient's room who was trached, and he had a the trait trait, uh, mask on with oxygen going through it. And so we were right at the bedside and he started to cough. So we stepped back a little bit. Oh, I know where this is going. So um, (laughs) so we kept doing report, kept doing report. And he started to cough more and more. So we stepped farther back. And so he ended up coughing. And um, I believe very unprofessionally, we may have ducked. And um, my... The new colleague <laughs> said, I've been hit. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, that is, that's a yeah. good one. Why I don't work in ICU. No, <laughs> no thanks. What else? Anybody else got any? I mean, I said juicy. Oh. I wasn't expecting literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's what came to mind. <laughs> Come on. All right. Danny. Come, Come on. Come on. Do it out. Do it out. So I, I think um, this was actually, this is, uh, this is a nursing Danny um, experience <laughs> um, when I was in, in school at the time. And, but this one sticks out in my mind and, and just because of what the, what my, um, precepting nurse said to me at the end of it, but we were, we were cleaning up a a patient that had had a very large bowel movement and moved, you know, we, we turned the patient to, to get the, um, to get the tens out from underneath them. And as I was pushing forward, I, I didn't keep my elbows up. We'll just go with that. And just the whole, like my right arm just got covered and everything. And so, and, and so I looked over and my precepting nurse without any reservation starts laughing out loud in front of the patient. I'm there. I'm like, I'm just trying to maintain a sense of dignity and decorum. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, yet again, this, this has happened. I, I, I painted myself a little bit. And, 
And she laughs and she says, remember, you signed up for this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say that it's an embarrassing story. It's my first, probably the first week on the job as a new nurse. And I needed a new order from a doctor and I had to call and they made me call him. And I was terrified. Terrified because I was night shift, of course, and I knew I was waking him up, and I needed it, and I and I uh, needed this order, and I called him, and he was foreign, and I could not understand what he was saying to me, and I kept asking him to repeat it. So then I just said, "Can you spell that for me?" And he goes, "I am spelling it for you." <laughs> And I wanted to just die. And so I handed it to the charge nurse. She was, you know, used to his his language and she took over. And then it wasn't five minutes later. I didn't know, but he was actually driving into the facility. Oh and he sat down beside me and we were best friends after that. Okay. He, he just thought it he thought it was very funny, but it was a good lesson for me and it was just something you, you know that it's just expected and everyone knew it would probably happen, um, but they helped me through it. But it was at the time it was kind of it was very scary, but it's funny now. It is funny. It's, it, I like looking back and, and seeing things as funny. But the, the, at the time, they were not. So. <laughs> yes. And I don't even know if I should tell my funny story. Oh, but do I? I will. I was a brand new nurse, so I was still being um, mentored or trained oriented. And so my supervisor or preceptor was sitting beside me, and we had had a patient death. So I had to call the donor line on speaker so that she could hear what was going on. So when you punch in that number, you have to be very careful and hit the exactly correct digits because if you hit one number off in that, um, you get a, a very different sight. And so I, as a very conservative young lady, was like, I didn't, I still didn't know after they were talking for like a minute. And they're asking me some weird They're asking me questions, and I'm looking at my supervisor who is just sitting there quietly, and I'm trying to answer questions. They're like, oh, how are you tonight? You know, kind of thing. And I thought, well, that's weird that they would ask that. But I answered. And finally, after about, it probably honestly was about the fourth or fifth question before I finally looked at her and she picked up the phone and hung it up and laughed. And of course, by that time, other peers who were working, because this was night shift at the nurse's station, had surrounded. And we all had a nice little laughing um I meant. <laughs> so now I'm very careful when I hit my nose. I, I bet you are. Yes. I bet you are. Wow. Oh, man. That's, I, yeah. I, I have many, many funny stories because I, in my beginning years, kind of goofed, goofed a little bit on my night shift. Um, but I, I'm going to go back to Danny's poop story. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I... Um, I was receiving a patient from ICU and um, I was working on med surge and we didn't have a slide board or we couldn't find the slide board. And so I, I crawled up on the bed with my knees so that I could grab the sheets of the bed and pull the patient over. Well, what I didn't know is that the patient happened to be in a puddle of their own BM that was very liquefied at the time. And so when I 
when I pulled them over, sorry, this is going to make a noise. When I pulled them <laughs> over to the bed, my knees were creating a divot in oh, the mattress. Well, there you go. So as I pulled them over, everything flowed to my knees and saturated my pants. And and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to embarrass this patient, but I am covered in stool and I can't do this. This is an incident report. I was freaking out a little bit. So me being the uh, titch of a germaphobe slash goofball at the time, got my scissors out of my pocket and I cut the pants <laughs> above where <laughs> the stool was. And I like went to the back corner of the room. Another nurse was in there caring for the patient. So I closed the curtain. I cut my pants so it looked like I had scrub shorts on. <laughs> and then I threw the bottom parts of my pants away and walked out in the hallway. And I was like, okay, someone needs to get me some uh, backup pants because I can't wear shorts the rest of the night. So that was probably a fun. I mean, and everyone was just cracking up and left because they couldn't believe that I cut my pants off, but I'm like, I don't want to stand around for an hour with stool on my <laughs> skin. So, so yeah, so that was one of the funnier moments and, and everybody on the shift was, was laughing uh, pretty hard that I did that, but I was, I, I didn't know what else to do at the time. And I, I mean, I was like 23, so I'm like, oh gosh, cut them off. <laughs> you know, this brings an idea to my mind. Maybe we should do a podcast on just poo stories. Just poo stories, because there's so many. so many. Yes. And yeah. especially as a clinical instructor with students. <laughs> yes. And in what they've experienced, I think we could just oh. fill a whole podcast. I, I agree. I, I think you are right, because I, that's just one. <laughs> and, and the other funny story that I would have shared was also about poop. So, yeah, yeah we, we definitely could. I think we need could. to save it. Yeah. We'll save it. Yeah. We'll save that story for another time. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in it. <laughs> Um, when do you think, um, what was your proudest moment as a nurse since you've been a nurse? Did you, did you have a proudest moment that you thought, oh yes, like I'm so proud to be a nurse. I'm so proud that I did that. Or I'm so proud that things turned out the way that they did. Do you have any moments like that? That's a little more challenging one, I think. I think I have a lot of those. You have like, a lot. That's great. A lot of not specific ones, mm -hmm. but as I would say, my proudest moments in nursing and as an you know as a nurse on the floor, at the bedside, and as an educator is when I have empowered my student or my patient. Yeah. Any time that I can empower them to care for themselves, to make better choices, um, to uh, make better decisions. I just, I am so proud that I had a part in that, that I helped them improve the quality of their life. So I would have to say it's just a lot of small moments. Yeah. And it's, and I hope it never stops. I, I just, that's just probably Well, that may, I'm sure that makes you really happy that you're doing what you're doing in, in your third career. In my third career. Yeah. But, I, you know, I did that in all my careers. So that's just kind of basic. Me, as a person, that's what I like to advocate for others, uh, to empower others. It's just that now I'm doing it in, you know, different fields, right. different professions. So I guess I don't want to pigeonhole myself because I may, you know, I may continue nursing after retirement. I might start a whole other career. I don't know. But what, that's the beauty of it is that I can do that. And anything that I choose, I can make it work. Yeah. And I totally agree with that and the empowerment um, of, of people and, and then when they turn around and thank you and the patients mm -hmm. thank you or the student thanks you and you look and you look 
later and you reflect on that and you're like, wow, you know, I was a part of, of making a difference because in the moment, sometimes you don't realize it, it becomes your job. And so I think the, just that recognition sometimes really makes you stop and say, wow, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I get that from <clears throat> some of the old students that I've had before. Cause like I've said, I can be a pretty big stickler and you know, students don't always like that when they're in the moment. But they'll come back later on and they'll be like, I'm so glad that you were this organized and so particular about certain things because it taught me to be that way. And now that I'm at the bedside, it's helping me so much to stay organized and be, you know, my time management skills are this way because this is how you were. So I, I, I appreciate when they give that feedback. But I also had a profound moment that wasn't even an expected moment. Um, I worked in the ER for a while. And, you know, we take care of a lot of traumas all the time, all the time we take care of traumas. And I had a patient come back to me after I had transferred to the med surge unit. She was actually a family member visiting. She was visiting their family member who was in. And she said, did you used to work in the ER? And I said, well, yeah, I did. You see, she said, I came in when I was eight months pregnant and I had a car accident and they were worried I was going to lose my baby. And you were the nurse taking care of me. And I have, he's three now and he's doing wonderful. And I will never forget that moment. And I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, I, that was like, I, that was like such a proud moment for me. So I was like, yeah. she remembered me. Awesome. Like, and it, it, I have had so many things. Like after she told me the story, I remembered her. But because, you know, we see so many traumas in ER, I can't tell you every single trauma that I've taken care of. But I remembered after she kind of told me a little bit, I was like, oh, I do remember you. And I was really proud because I was like, someone remembered me. Yeah. <laughs> Go me. <laughs> I, I think it's the same for me. It's a lot of little things. It's. Um, sometimes it's uh, my colleagues and um, the things that we've accomplished as a group when I think of the nursing students and um, the things that we've accomplished here. So it, it varies based on, you know, whether you're at the bedside, what you're doing. But I would say there's lots of different things that um, absolutely resonate and inspire. Can you think of one, Danny? There's a lot. <laughs> it's hard to pick. Yeah. Just one. I think um, one instance in which there was, oh, I mean, I'll just leave it at, you know, when, when nurses work together um, to save a life, there's, you know, there's no gaps. And that's, you know, it's 100% about that that individual in the bed at that point and you know there's there's no such thing as you know patient assignments at that point <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. there, I mean there is obviously but it's just like all hands on deck and you know I, I think about several moments like that that I've seen and, and been involved in like I'm glad we yeah. had that you know <laughs> we yeah and like the camaraderie and saying that we're here for you I agree you know I'm here for you so that's a good one. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. I think, I think everybody could probably, as long as you, as long as you have a strong team, or at least, even if you don't get along with the people on your team, but you know that they're willing to help you in that moment, you know, you, you know, you're at a good place, and you know that you can help your patients every way that you know you possibly can at the time. It's exciting to see our <coughs> students um, build teams at, yeah. throughout nursing school because mm-hmm. I teach health assessment. 
and it's their first course and they don't know each other yet mm -hmm. and it's you know by midterm they still don't know each other and we start doing group work and doing and then they start um, kind of uh, failing an exam together and they learn how to navigate the program and how to study you know, and they and they realize they can't do it alone, yeah. and they start forming groups. And then, as each semester goes by, they just get tighter, and mm -hmm. it gets tighter, and they just uh, lift each other up. And it's it's fun to watch that happen. Yeah. And that carries over into practice and what they're doing when they take those first jobs, and and even after the first job, yeah, <laughs> carries over. I had a CEO once say that um, to be in service of other people, you could never have regrets at the end of your life. And one of those things that stuck with me too, serve others. Yeah, service is the rent we pay for living. That's someone's quote. I don't know who it is, <laughs> <laughs> but that is the rent. That's I don't have your board to look at yeah. this time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the purpose, right? Yeah. So um, I'm just going to do one more question. Um, it's kind of just going to end this on maybe a, a good note. Um, if you had one thing that you want to leave your students with at the end of this podcast, the moment I knew, and all of the things that we've talked about today, if you want to leave them just with one piece of advice or one, just one good thing, what, what would that be? What would you leave them with? I'll start if that's okay. Sure. I would just say always show love and compassion and grace to every patient and you'll never go wrong. Okay. That's basically what I was going to say. It's about the patient. Never lose sight of the patient. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. That was perfect. Yay, Sherlina, you did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for taking time out of your very busy schedules to be on Where's My Stethoscope. Hopefully we'll get to uh, speak with you all again uh, in a future episode, but we appreciate your time and we'll see you all soon. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Have a great day at school and don't forget your stethoscope. Talk to you soon.